you for joining me tonight. I am C.D. White, and you're listening to Late Night with White. And like a lot of you, I'm wrapping up Christmas Day. It is just a few minutes and done. And I kind of purposely delayed um, talking about Christmas in particular because it's such a big topic. Um, But there was one thing that kind of stuck in me. I am a huge fan of Dickens. And I really love, 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 love A Christmas Carol. It is Every year I watch it with the kids, some version of it, whether it's Jim Carrey or, um, you know, um, uh, a really old black and white version of Mickey Mouse. There's something so resonating about the story of Ebenezer Scrooge and his change, right? Um, I think in all of literature, it's one of the most dynamic changes uh, of a character who went from being just absolutely horrid to um, a fully realized human being after his night with the three spirits, right? The three ghosts that Marley warns him would visit and do in all haste visit him. Um, and, you know, kids love that story. There's something about the melting heart of Scrooge that we all kind of identify with, right? Um, Because his hard heart comes from pain. Um, Unwanted for his father, shunted off to boarding school, his sister dying in childbirth, um, losing the love of his life, you know, just a series of unfortunate events that create this hard, calloused man. But there's something even more that Scrooge says in the novel and he says um, he will endeavor to keep Christmas very well and then of course we're reminded of Fezziwig who did that who was so um, generous at that time of year to his employees with a big party and Scrooge even going back to that moment in his youth was so overcome with love for this man and for the companions that he had during that time And um, only the cruelty of his own life made him forget those lessons. But then he vows to keep Christmas and to keep it all year long. And I just can't stop thinking about that. Keeping Christmas all year long. So, I reached out to a lot of you. I sent out surveys and we talked and um, there were some email exchanges all of your words that were wise and um, so introspective and those of you who aren't believers in the way that I am who maybe have different faiths than I do we still came up with among us some kind of general um, well thought out well versed ways to keep Christmas or the idea of Christmas if we take it as just being good to our fellow human beings, right? And ways to keep Christmas all year long. So I have five that I have condensed from our conversations, five ways that we can keep Christmas all year long. I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know about you guys. It's our favorite time of the year for a lot of us. Now, for some of us, there are some humbugs, um, either through... 
the commercialization of Christmas, the religious um, aspect of Christmas, the um, consumer culture of Christmas. Some people have intimated to me that um, they're pretty much done with it. They're pretty much done with it. But then when I asked this question of the spirit of Christmas and its intentionality and going back to Dickens and Scrooge, everybody was able to give uh, a salient comment that was not rooted in um, whatever changes um, they feel towards Christmas from their young age to their present age. And that was really interesting to me. Um, And maybe because we all read the book so there's just a commonality there but even people like I said who aren't particularly religious um really love this story because it's really about um the changing of a man's heart to see the humanity of those around him and when he quips are there no workhouses are there no prisons uh and the faces if you watch the films of the two men who are trying to get alms for the poor they're just horrified they're just the coldness of that comment is just so horrific to them that they actually shrink back from Scrooge and from there make a hasty farewell and of course um, his poor his poor clerk Cratchit is sitting there and hearing this and is a real victim of Scrooge's um, disregard for other human beings he suffers in that tiny little counting room with no coal and that one candle and uh, a sick child at home, angry wife, daughters who have gone to work. It's just, whew, it's a lot. <laughs> but it's Dickens, right? It's Dickens. So, once again, your top five ways to keep Christmas all year long based on the conversations that we had. And some of you sent lists, and that's fine. I took um, the top five that I saw repeated among you, and here it is. So number five of the top five ways to keep Christmas. uh, suggestion I call it ghosting, which is leaving toxic things in people. We, We often think of ghosting some one or entity um, as bad but sometimes you just have to free yourself from that negative space and so I wouldn't suggest ghosting as in like um, cutting off all contact and having nothing ever to do with them again unless it's necessary but in a mature way just recognizing that the situation the environment whatever it is it's bad for you right and if you're in a toxic situation you're not going to be able to keep that feeling of Christmas that feeling of humanity that feeling of lightness and effervescence going because that situation is going to blind you or uh, become its own stumbling block so yeah guys I I agree that um, in order for you to us to keep Christmas we need to maybe leave some toxic situations people things places events um within and without alone get rid of it and we recognize this is not a simple fix it may require um you know all the steps that it may require depending on what the toxic situation is and so um and then even evaluating whether something's toxic or not 
Is it leading you to dark thoughts? Is it preventing you from being your best self? And I mean that in the most um, open way possible. Um, Like Scrooge, are you sitting behind a desk counting money and forgetting about all the joy there is in life? And that money being symbolic of whatever, whatever thing that's holding you back. So that was number five, ghosts leave toxic things and people. Number four, retreat and protect your mental health. A lot of you had a lot to say about just getting your headspace good, going to see a psychiatrist, a psychologist, talking to friends, being more open, more honest, more real about your own stress. And I thought that was wonderful because if you're struggling with um, either mental illness or dark thoughts or you're not giving yourself a break from the mundane and the task of everyday treadmill stuff, you need to. You certainly need to. Otherwise, even though we're doing right by the people in our lives, they can become burdensome to us if we're not giving ourselves space and time away to be in our own heads, to detox, to do what's good for us, a library visit, Target, Starbucks, a walk, um, elongated time, you know, with the dog, whatever you need to kind of give yourself that mental release from all that is everyday, you know, sludge that builds up if you don't get rid of it. So I agree with you. Number four, retreat. Three, love hard, love seriously, don't waste it. So you see that came in three parts because a lot of you were saying, um, you know, you had comments about loving and accepting love and giving love, but it was also some caveats there like, you know, um, if you do find the right person, hold on to them. If you do find something that's good for you and loving and kind, be loving and kind in return, right? Don't waste it. Um, And then some of you with your love heart, like, don't always have a caveat. Don't run from it. Don't let your past baggage um, ruin it. And some of us do. We know that. Some of you are talking from experience, you know. So love hard. Love seriously. And don't waste it. Don't waste it. Watch our mouths. Watch our our attitudes. Um, Be the person in your building who has positive things to say at times, even though you're dealing with real critical issues. Don't let it always be negative. Be a smile for somebody else. They need it. Two... Help when, where, and how you can. Help when, where, and how you can. We know from A Christmas Carol that Tiny Tim, if the fates of the world had not intervened, was slated for death. We know from the text that he's pretty much um, religious. He says that, hey, if they're looking at me and feeling sorry for me, I hope they remember who it was that made, you know, the lame walk again. 
that they be reminded of Christ in me. And those are powerful words. So um, I agree with you guys that we can't help every situation. That's how you get the mental sludge and the, the need to ghost. But when you can help, give an umbrella during, while it's raining, um, get somebody to lift home, um, you see somebody struggling with a particular issue that you've overcome, why not be of help and of service to that individual or to that family or to that organization, right? Um, so I, I definitely agree with that, guys, that helping um, is for us. When we help others, we are made better. I think Scrooge finally learned that when he was able to bless those around him. He was able to stop some of the abject poverty that those around him were experiencing. And then number one, our top way to keep Christmas all year long, and this was surprising to me, but clearly in your comments was the number one thing, be a good listener. Be a good listener. Now, I've condensed that, of course, but a lot of you were saying that we need to really hear people in our lives. Like, stop and just talk to the people in our lives, but and just not just talking to them, but hearing them. And in hearing them, blessing them with our compassion, with our understanding, with our intelligence, right? Sometimes people are seeking help from you. They don't know how to articulate it. They know, hey, you're the lady who... And they begin, you know, talking to you. And if you're listening, and really listening, you can hear them and then be the help or the kind ear that they need. And I think about Ebenezer when his nephew came and said, hey... We just want you to have dinner with us. That's it. And Ebenezer basically told him to, you know, shove off. And he shouldn't be celebrating. He's poor. And, you know, um, it was Christmas to him because he is poor. And Ebenezer wasn't listening to the love that the nephew was giving him and offering him. Because his ears were dead. And so I definitely think that um, we need to be better listeners to each other, right? Really, really listening. And on the flip side, if you're really listening to what someone's telling you, those red flags, those toxic traits, those narcissistic moments should reveal themselves if you're really sitting there listening to what they're saying. And that's present within them, right? And so that prevents us from getting into unhealthy um, relationships and um, perhaps even having our listening being misused where the person's just talking at us all the time, all the time talking at us. And it becomes toxic and you don't want to talk to them because you're not being heard. They're talking, but you're not being heard. So recognizing that listening is a two-way street, right? We're listening with intent and intentionality and we're also... Um, expecting to be heard and to be listened to. So, ways to keep Christmas all year long provided for you guys via the survey that I sent out and your further comments. Ghost, retreat, love hard, um, help when, how, and where you can 
and be a good listener. I think those are great ideas as we begin to approach the new year. I'm not really a person with a lot of resolutions. I kind of gave that up in my 30s. But I do look with such great anticipation to the new year. And this would be a good list to help me kind of keep my focus on being a better person for myself and my family, for those I love and want to support. So you will not hear from me until after the new year. So I want to wish all of you a great new year. Like find something so positive to drag with you into 2022. And let's be better to each other. Let's endeavor to keep Christmas in our hearts all year, all the way until next Christmas. When I'll send you a survey and say, how did that go? Were you able to keep one thing in circulation all year long? And we'll have this conversation again. Thank you for joining me, guys. Keep your emails coming and your comments and sharing the podcast. I really appreciate it. I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we're all going to cross over together.